Yo, what's good everybody? It's your boy Walter Doom back for another episode of Let's Talk About Horror, the horror podcast where your reality and nightmares meet. And yes, boys, I am back. I don't know why I said boys. <laughs> That's so sexist. This is not the way I wanted to start off, honestly. <laughs> but welcome to Let's Talk About Horror, everybody. It's your boy Walter Doom back, and if you still want to fuck with your boy, yo, those social medias are Walter Doom on Instagram, Walter Doom One on Twitter, Walter Doom on everything else that involves streaming, and the Walter Doom on TikTok. Yes, yes, hey, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, so. I just want to first off start off and say thank you to the audience that still was to me. You know, thank you guys for like rocking with your boy. Listening to like these fun, random, crazy ass moments on this podcast. You know, like I said before, I mean, it's nothing without y'all like listening to it. Me personally, I would do this whether or not I would. I was getting paid or not getting paid. I'm not even getting paid for this shit. <laughs> Honestly, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real right now. <laughs> but we are definitely here. I am definitely here for the enjoyment and love of horror. You know, that honestly has been like a self-discovery, self-journey along the way of like, what do I want to do to contribute to the horror community? And this is what I wanted to do. So yeah, so first off, let me start off by saying, before we get into anything else, clap it up one time for yourselves. If you're able to clap it up one time for yourself right now, if you're not driving right now, (laughs) but if not, you know, clap for yourself one time, you know, clap for yourself for waking up this morning, clap for yourself for getting out of bed, trying to achieve those goals that you want to do. Clap it up for yourself one time for starting another day into your journey of doing what you want to do. Clap it up for yourself one time if you're fighting a battle and you're trying to win that fucking battle. Clap it up for you one time for trying to go in another day fighting those battles and winning those motherfuckers. Let's do that. Let's clap it up for yourselves one time. Clap for yourself one time. If you are happy to be alive throughout this crazy ass time that we're living in, because it is crazy right now, things is looking kind of 
28 days later, 28 weeks later, right now. But clap it up for yourself one time if you're doing all that you can to keep yourself mentally sane. Clap it up. But anyway, shout outs to my boys, Algorithm C, Callie the Wolf for delivering the beats to this show. And thank you, most importantly, and I said it once before, but thank you, audience, for listening to this podcast. So you're probably thinking, what are we getting into today, Doom? Well, audience, I will tell you what we're getting into today. We are about to get into some real shit right now. (laughs) So first off, we are going to start with some cube talk which we all know the cube is now officially the news title that i gave the show um well that segment i should say and we're going to talk about a little bit about malignant and it's oscar nod and then i'm going to talk about a little bit about black history month or black horror month because that was a hell of a journey and just some of my thoughts about the movies and just some things i saw on social media then after that we are going to get into thoughts of doom so yeah i'm pretty sure you guys been wondering where i've been (laughs) we're not gonna get into that right now (laughs) i always give you guys a story about where i've been and why i've been missing but i mean i have to tell you like sometimes real life does take you away from sometimes the things that you love to do and I got to tell you, I've had a lot of things that kind of take me away from doing what I love to do, which is this. But again, like all of you out there or some of you out there, I should say, I'm fighting battles every day. So I got to say for me to come out and try and say, clap it up for yourselves one time about fighting battles. I mean that shit because I'm out here fighting a battle every day with myself, trying to better myself, be a better person than the last day, you know? So, yeah, I mean, again, and this is not to sit here and be on some Gary V shit, you know? Now, I'm out here telling you guys and trying to inspire for probably those who don't feel inspired. Clap it up for yourself if you're fighting this fucking battle and keep doing it. Um, last episode of the podcast, which I am trying to figure out what the fuck did I talk about? So last episode of the podcast was our Valentine's Day episode where I talked about a true crime that happened. Um, I feel like in 96, I believe no 1993, I just pulled it up. Um, 1993, it was definitely a episode you guys should definitely listen to because this murder itself i mean they didn't really catch the guy until like a few well not even a few years actually a few years ago because this was pretty recently i want to say they caught him like maybe close to almost like five years ago and this murder happened in 93 but this guy has been on the run fled to mexico and it was a lot of I want to say jurisdiction laws and kind of like 
a lot of negotiating in order to expedite this guy back into the states and what have you so if you haven't listened to the last episode of the podcast definitely check that out all right but right now we're gonna go ahead and jump into the cube hit that kelly the wolf beat Boat can leave now. Tell the crew. Alright, so I want to start off with the cube to talk about Malignant. You know, everybody's favorite movie. (laughs) I gotta say, I mean, I feel like when I go on Facebook, it's such a different crowd than like Instagram. I really do feel like that. I mean, when I was on Facebook, cause I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, I noticed on Facebook, there's a lot of people who hated malignant. Like whenever this movie is brought up, everyone is usually like very negative towards it. I myself, really love this film (laughs) honestly i really love this film you know what i'm saying but i was one of the few people that actually had a very positive outtake on it because i felt like we were going back to semi the campiness of horror where like it was silly goofy you know it didn't have like that whole serious i mean it was filmed like a serious movie but at the same time you know it's James Wan. I mean, of course, it's kind of film series because it's a high budgeted film. So it's going to have all that high budget looks, you know, it's not going to be like early B-whore films that just were film crappy to be looking crappy. But I do feel like maybe he should have filmed it like in a very B-whore way, you know, take all that big budget and kind of put it into like cheap equipment to kind of make it feel like a B-whore movie. But I'm just saying, like, the way I view Malignant, I view it more as a B-horror movie than anything else. Um, I put it in the same ranks with, like, Basket Case or just, like, any Dario Argento films. Because those are the films that it was trying to mimic, in a way. But, either way, I gotta say, just don't take Malignant serious if you're one of those people that really hated that film. Um, I feel like it was a good break. Honestly, we've had so many films that are, I feel like, very serious in tone. Um, you know, like movies like Candyman or The Duke, And there's nothing wrong with those films. But to have like Malignant and you just have like a really fun film that is just like very gory but not nonsensical torture porn gore but just like semi-gory where like it's fun to watch almost like kill bill well maybe not like kill bill because that's pretty fucking gory (laughs) i can't even think of a film right now to kind of like relate 
um, Malignant's gore too, but I want to say it's more like Kill Bill because just because of all the action sequence that's in the film. But I was on Blade Disgusting this past week and I saw that Malignant was being nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> um, if you guys know, if you listen to this podcast enough, you would know, like, for my top 2021 films, I believe this film was, like, either number two or number three on my list. I can't remember from the top of my head right now. Um... I really thought it was one of the best films from last year. But um, to see it actually nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> I felt like that was a W for people that love this movie, honestly. <laughs> but I got to say, my Instagram folks, I see more folks on Instagram love this movie more than people on Facebook. I don't know what is what's up with Facebook. I mean, maybe because it's like an older generation. Um, they love movies of the 80s, and that's just their jam. For me, I'm like, all right, I could I could like the movies from the 80s, but I'm not stuck in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not trying to talk shit like saying like, oh, my God, these people are such boomers or anything like that. No, I'm just saying like, I feel like there's so much fandom for like 80s films in the horror community on Facebook, they kind of downplay or just talk shit about newer films and say instantly they're terrible just because they're new. And I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that in the Facebook community. Um, But for me to see like Malignant was actually nominated for an Oscar, it, it, it actually brought tears to my eyes and a smile to my face honestly but the thing is is like malignant is just not only nominated for an oscar it's what category it's nominated for and this is kind of like it's a good thing but it's a bad thing too because it's like can you really take this nomination that serious malignant and army of the dead which is the Zack snyder film they're both nominated for an oscar for oscars fan favorite um, another notable movie, which I think might win, is Spider-Man No Way Home. Because a lot of people love that fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, it was it's literally a fan favorite. You know, so. But I do like the fact that the horror community showed out, showed up and showed out and was like, put Malignant in there and stick Army of the Dead in there. I didn't watch Army of the Dead, by the way. I was going to. But I saw how long that fucking movie was. And each time I was watching the film, it was like 12 o'clock at night. And I was like, yo, fam, I do not think I was, I'm was. i going to stay up for this film. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that's one of the movies I wish I watched. I was trying to see it first time it came out, but never got around to it. And it's one, it's just one of those movies that I missed last year. But I'll try and make it up this year, hopefully. But the fan, but the new category which the Oscars added, Oscars fan favorite. I I'm kind of weary about that because I'm like, okay, so who's voting on this? And it seems like fans are voting on it. Well, the fans voted to bring those movies in. 
Now, how they're choosing the winners, I don't know. I honestly don't know how the process for the Oscars work. I'm pretty sure there's an academy of people that come together and they vote on which movie that they want to see as the winner. But um, yeah, I'm already giving this to Spider-Man. <laughs> honestly, I, I am honestly giving this to Spider-Man. But one thing I got to say, if if Malignant or Army of the Dead wins, but I'm hoping Malignant does, this is a win. This is a win for us horror people. This is the this is a win for a spooky squad. I'm just saying. Because there hasn't been that many Oscar winners in the horror community. The only movie that has actually won an Oscar for best film was Silence of the Lamb. Other big films that won Get Out one for best original screenplay and that was that was a really good film too but um we'll jump into like jordan peele a little bit later on um the omen it won an oscar for best original score in the year in the year 1976 so that's something that that was really good too kathy bates she won for her role in misery and i gotta say like her role was very chilling. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was a very chilling role. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, as you guys kind of get the picture, a lot of horror movies don't really win Oscars. I mean, there's very few movies that have actually won an Oscar for a certain category. And then there's only one film that actually won Best Picture. But as we're going like for with the Oscars and horror, I just wish that they honestly would give horror movies their own category. Honestly. Because they're putting movies that don't need to be competing against each other. It makes no sense to put Malignant going against Spider-Man No Way Home because I mean that's that's just the only example I could think of right now <laughs> honestly like why would you put those two movies in the same category together they don't correlate they don't match up in any type of way because I feel like most of the time if you're putting a horror movie against a drama movie, nine times out of 10, I feel like the drama is going to win because people are just like, okay, I'm resonating with this. I don't have to get spooked by this. The thing is, is that with horror, and we all know this, horror movies are movies where we tend to face our own fears, um, enjoy like getting scared or just like seeing visually the things that kind of spook us. Horror movies tend to provoke our fears. Whereas dramas, depending on the drama, because honestly, there's a lot of dramas that could really provoke fear also. But I feel like with drama movies, people could find a little bit of comfort and a little bit of ease. And they're just like, ooh, oh my God, did you see what? 
Brady just did to Suzanne or anything like that, you know? <laughs> like, it's more comfort. Not really comfort. Um, that, that's the wrong word to choose. I want to say it's more of an easy watch because you're swept into, like, the conflict of the movies than facing the provocation of what scares you. If that makes any sense. <laughs> but um, I want to say we do need to start making the Oscars. The Oscars need to abandon their old school mentality and start putting horror movies where they belong. Competing against other horror movies. But at the same time, we got our own award shows for that. You know, but at the same time, it's like everyone knows what the Oscars are. We know what the Oscars mean. And we know like, yo, like a movie being nominated for the Oscars. That's that's a big deal, honestly. And we all know we can't sit here and pretend like it's not a big deal. This is a very big deal. And I feel like a movie being nominated into the Oscars just further plateaus the horror genre into mainstream relevancy. But, you know, mainstream relevancy isn't all that, honestly, but it does give more value to our movies because I hate the devaluation of horror films. I really do. I really do. I really do hate the fact that Everybody kind of bubbles horror films in a in just the Saw, Jason, Freddy category or the Exorcist category. When it's more when it's more than that, honestly. You know, I have friends and family that are just like, "Well, I don't want to watch this movie because I get scared." You tell me you can't watch Get Out? You telling me you can't watch a movie like Raw? Okay, well, maybe not Raw, because that's pretty fucking bloody. <laughs> but you can't watch a movie like The Night House. You're telling me you can't watch a movie like The Baba Duke. Movies that aren't really that gory, honestly. Movies that are really just as good as any uncut gems, any mank. Any, um, I, I don't know much about the Oscar movies, but, um, any reverent, I'm going super old school, by the way, just because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> um, you know, like our movies are just as good as those movies too. But I mean, Hey, we all have our own taste. But I'm tired of seeing the devaluation of horror movies by people who were probably traumatized by Saw or Freddy or Chucky, you know? But moving forward now, let's talk about some Black History Month or Black Horror Month. As you all know, if you follow me on social media, I did a list of black horror movies as a watch list 
for each day. And I got to say for one thing, two things. I have to give myself credit for being consistent on giving you guys movies to watch. Honestly, because I have the tendency of being inconsistent. As y'all know, y'all barely hear from me a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to change that. But as y'all know, sometimes y'all don't hear from me that much. Sometimes I'm pretty quiet on social media. Sometimes I even forget to kind of post, um, make a post about certain things. And I tend to just like end up skipping days. But I have to give myself credit for sticking to it. And giving you guys a movie each day. Another thing that I have to give myself credit for is for watching the films. Um, I will truly say I did not watch every film because, again, like real life, we all go through it and everything like that. But I have to give myself a bit more credit for finding ways to watch a majority of the films that I had on my list. Um, usually I end up watching usually on my Halloween list. I end up watching like about half of the films or a little bit over the half this time around. I end up watching like about 75% of the movies that are on my list or 80% of it on my list. So I got to clip it up for myself one time, (laughs) you know, and y'all are probably like doom. Shouldn't you be watching these films anyway? But yes, I do want like to watch these films. Actually, some of the films I actually seen before that I had on my list. So sometimes skipping a day wasn't that bad. But there were films that I never saw before that were on that list that I wish I watched. But again, real life gets in the way. One thing I want to touch base on are a couple of things is that I noticed when I was on Facebook this one day, I asked the community Give me your favorite black horror movie, black horror actor, and black horror director. Now, <laughs> oh, and and top and on top of that, I said no Jordan Peele. <laughs> that was that was the most important thing I had to do because I feel like when you ask generally people about like name a black you know, horror director, actor, or movie, or character, you know, usually you get, like, for the director section, only fucking Jordan Peele, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) so, I had to tell them, like, yo, no Jordan Peele, honestly, but, um, I gotta say, what I got in return was not that shocking, (laughs) now, I have to say, though, I have to give credit to a lot of people that actually came out, showed up, showed out, and was like, yeah, this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie. Without conflict. Here's the first thing I want to touch on. The motherfuckers that want to start conflict. What the fuck is wrong with you motherfuckers? Please tell me. Please tell me what's wrong with you. What is up with your... I don't want to sound racist, but what is up with your privilege... Can you check your narcissism at the door? Because two things. One, why are you asking why Black History Month? 
motherfucker, it's Black History Month. It's been Black History Month since, I want to say, the 70s. Why are we still asking this question? You're a whole as adult. You're probably like in your 40s. Why are you asking, why is there black history? (laughs) I'm telling you, Team Doom, I don't get it. These motherfuckers are not Team Doom. These motherfuckers are the gulag. (laughs) Like, I don't know where the fuck these motherfuckers came out of. I don't know what descent cave they crawled out of. But these motherfuckers really was like, why Black History Month? And why are we talking about this and some, oh, I don't see color at all. <laughs> yeah, that we got, I don't see color at all niggas coming through the chat. What the fuck? <laughs> to me, I have to say, nigga, I don't care what you see. That's not the damn question. What the fuck? <laughs> What? Why are you going against what I just asked you? And honestly speaking, I mean, it wasn't that many of those people on there. Um, I want to say like at most it was like maybe just like two, three, maybe up to five people that did this shit. But my thing is like, how racist can you be? How as Brad Paisley would say, how accidental racist can you be? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this isn't a thing to kind of like down white people in general. This is a, this was a post to actually celebrate within the month of the celebration that is being talked about. People who are representatives of the horror community for this month I don't get where these motherfuckers come off talking some well I don't understand why we have to celebrate this month I feel offended because of some random reason that came up through 4chan and I don't understand why we have to do this. We don't see color lines. We don't see color lines. We don't see color lines. Shut the fuck up. God damn, nigga. (laughs) Oh my God. I really do not get these people. Wherever y'all motherfuckers crawled from, go back in that, go back where you came from and shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that one. Number two, um, and this is more, and this is not a rant or disrespect to anybody who made these answers, but I do find it very interesting and I feel like as horror people we need to get better at this but i notice a lot of people kind of like mimicking the same um characters and actors from films um a lot of people gave 
a lot of Tony Todd, Candyman, and Keith David from The Thing. Let me start off by saying there's nothing wrong with that. Personally, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I do find it interesting that we had a lot of those answers. Because I feel like as a black creator myself, there are a lot of black horror movies. And even right now, we are becoming more and more into the horror community. So I feel like it's interesting when I see people are still talking about Tony Todd. And I feel like it's like usually when they talk about Tony Todd, it's usually Tony Todd and Candyman. Nothing's wrong with Candyman, honestly. Nothing wrong. I love Candyman. I love the sequels, even though they're terrible. I love the sequels. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with Tony Todd because I'm always excited to see Tony Todd in a role. But we need to kind of get above being just Tony Todd fanatics. We need to also get evolved from being Keith David fanatics so much. Because I feel like it's a disrespect to a lot of people like Winston Duke, Lupita Nyong'o, um, just like Angela Bassett when she was in um, American Horror Story, a disrespect to Rachel True, who was in The Craft. And it's interesting because I didn't see much people mention them. There was probably like one or two comments that mentioned those people. But I feel like as black horror is starting to rise up more and horror is becoming more diverse, we need to start championing people of color more often. Honestly, you know, for me, I would say my weakest point is I don't know enough Latino horror movies, which Latin Heritage Month is coming up pretty soon. So I'm excited once when I create that list, that watch list um, for September. I'm not going to cross it over to October because literally it's from September to October. But I'm definitely going to make that a thing for September. Um, I feel like we're also weak, not in just like in at least. Oh, well, I'm going to speak for myself. I feel like I'm very weak at also knowing about Asian actors. We watch a lot of those Asian movies like Train to Busan, The Grudge, The Ring, and I'm just naming like the the high top ones because <laughs> those are the ones I can remember right now at the moment. Um, but, or Asylum, oh my God. I just thought about Asylum just now because that one was a crazy ass movie. If you've never seen Asylum before, definitely take time to watch that film. Or Mobius. Mobius is such a weird but crazy movie, honestly. <laughs> because it's literally a silent horror film. But it's a really good film. 
honestly, because it's about like this mom who is getting cheated on by her husband and in revenge, she cuts her son's dick off. So throughout the film, the son, he's going through this whole journey of hopefully getting a new dick. But as like he's going through like life, you know, just this journey of having no no dick or anything. Um, he's being tortured by these different kids, you know, that are just like torturing him. He starts this intimate relationship with this woman who was almost sexually assaulted by these other dudes. Well, by these same dudes, I should say, that were trying to assault home dude. So definitely if you could check that that movie was on Tubi for a minute. If it's still on Tubi, check that fucking movie out. But I want to say, like, personally for me, I don't know enough, like, Latin actors I can, that I can name off top. I can name some movies that I really like that were in Spanish, like Veronica. I feel like just we're so saturated with American films and just American directors of just, like, a certain certain melanin let's 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 call it let's not be afraid to say that a certain melanin and i feel like we need to get above that honestly as like as we're trying to be more diversified with the horror community so um i'm gonna try and keep it short as far as like about this but i want to say like yeah, let's let's not stay on Tony Todd and Keith David for so long. Let's let's champion people like Daniel Kaluuya, you know, and also as directors, we need to start championing our black horror directors like Rusty Kondiev. You know, Spike Lee has directed a couple of horror movies. Nia DaCosta, you know, I feel like those names should still be uttered when we're talking about black directors and not just become complacent to just saying Jordan Peele, you know, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick. When I come back, we're going to have thoughts of motherfucking doom. So like you shouldn't say in a scary movie, I'll be right back. Unseen most. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. All right, so as we are counting down to the movie X coming out, which stars Kid Cudi, (laughs) I know it stars like a lot of people like Jenna Ortega. She's in that movie, too. But the biggest one I could think of is Kid Cudi right now. (laughs) We all know like this film is about like porn stars getting a bit of like um, a disturbing come up ins at this isolated bar where 
bar. This isolated barn where I feel like they're being tortured by some kind of witch. Honestly, because it kind of reminds me of the witch a little bit. Um, But we'll see. Um, We'll see if I'm right on that or not. <laughs> it's probably going to be something totally different, but who knows? But anyway, I kind of thought it would be interesting to focus on horror stories, true horror stories from adult film stars. <laughs> now, um, some of us are pretty much connoisseurs of the adult film movies and maybe some adult film actresses. Um, some of these people, you guys might have heard their names before. Some of these people, you might have not. But, um, we'll see how well researched a lot of you people are as we're going to talk about some of these horror stories that are coming straight from the porn stars themselves. Um, I was looking at this article on Mashable and it had a lot of stories that were very interesting. So let's start with our first story, which is by Aria Cade. I believe that's how her name is said. So early in my career, I traveled to a different city for a shoot only to realize that I started spotting. Uh Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know where this is going. I don't know how women in the industry navigate that time of the month. So I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to cancel? I can't cancel. I need to be professional. However, instead of asking my industry friends what they do in this situation, because I didn't want to seem unprepared or to find out they just canceled their shoot and have and then have to do that myself. I asked my vanilla mom friends if they have sex with their partners when they're bleeding and how they do it. <sighs> I'm going to have to say right now, I, I don't know where to go about this. When I first read the story, I was like, bitch, what are you doing? Cancel. <laughs> the story gets a little bit more crazy after that, but I really want to know what people really do. During this time of the month, like I know there are some people out there that are just like, yo, let me, let me get my, let me get some marinara sauce on my noodle. You know, <laughs> like I am one to not want to dive into the red sea, but I am one that's like, Hey, well, I mean, your head still works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was terrible, but <laughs> but anyway, let's let's move on. They were all like, "Oh, it's fine. Just get one of those diva cups, put it in, and have sex." I've never used one before, but I was like, "Sure, okay." So I went to the pharmacy, got one, and looked like a pubescent boy trying to put on a condom for the first time and smacking himself in the eye while I was trying to put it in. 
you know? But I got it in. Editor's note, Diva Cup recommends against using the product during penetrative sex. Now, here's here's something that I got to tell you, Team Doom. I did not know what the fuck this bitch was talking about. I'm sorry. This this is this is Women History Month. By the way, this is Women History Month. Shout outs to all the strong independent women out there. Let's let's <laughs> interesting way of segueing that, but <laughs> it's Women's History Month. Let's shout out to the women out there, the strong independent women. Let's shout out to Women in Horror Month also. If you guys are not checking my posts, I am featuring a woman each week or each day, I should say each day. Yeah. So let's do that shit. But um, I have no idea what this chick is talking about when she said Divas Cup. I, I literally had to Google what a Diva Cup was. So basically, it's like one of those fucking um, them cervix cups that they talk about in like sex ed. What if you had a good sex ed teacher? They talked about that shit. Um, it's like, I think they call it like a diaphragm or some shit like that. And, um, what these women do is that they use this shit and they put it inside of them. Um, I guess this is something that they use in the porn industry or whatever, or some people don't use. Actually, when we get further into the story, we learn that most people in the porn industry don't use that shit. And we'll hear why, but I guess like some people who just can't wait the week, they actually use this shit. I, for one, think it's kind of gross <laughs> because of what we're going to hear about later. <laughs> but if you know what I'm talking about, you're already probably cringing in your seat like, oh, don't do don't. <laughs> But I had to like literally Google this shit. And if fellas, if you don't know what a diva cup is, like I didn't definitely Google that shit. And you will really just be like, why the fuck do these bitches put that shit in them? <laughs> but um, definitely that that is really just like something gross. I, I think it was, I thought it was like low key gross. But again, like, you know, that's just me. Um, again, like I said, I mean, the head still works, but, uh, <laughs> um, let's, let's go ahead and power through this. So <clears throat> porn sex is a lot rougher than most everyday partner sex though. And I was booked for a crazy rough scene. The sex was uncomfortable because of the cuff, but I took it like a champ while my scene partner was pounding away. Thinking that no one would ever know I was bleeding and that we'd still get, we still have a great scene. We got everything we needed, ended the scene, and I went to the bathroom on set to take a shower and get cleaned up. But I didn't think to get into the shower before removing the cup. And because my scene partner had been pounding away, things had gotten pretty messy so i pulled it out and suddenly this bathroom looked like a horror scene <laughs> i swear the first time when i read this shit i was so grossed out but all i could think about was like the fucking scene in the shining when the blood came out of the fucking elevator and shit <laughs> 
like that's what I felt like how she described her pussy at the moment. I was just like, yo, it looked like the scene from The Shining. It looked like the fucking um. I'm trying to think of another bloody ass scene, but that's like the most iconic scene I can really think of. Like, I know the descent gets pretty um gory too, but I don't even know why it gets that gory because I've seen pictures, but I have not seen the descent before. But um. Actually, I, 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 that's a lie. I tried to watch The Descent, but I couldn't get through the whole movie, honestly. Um, that's probably going to be one movie that I try to watch this month. So probably like next time when I'm on this motherfucker, I'll probably be like, or actually maybe not next time, probably like the last week of this month, I'll probably be back on here going, I finally watched The Descent, y'all. <laughs> so let's hold me accountable for that one right now. But that's all I could think about was the scene from that movie or like just the pictures from that movie or like the scene from The Shining where like these motherfuckers have the blood coming out of the elevator. Um, There were only white towels in the bathroom. Oh, that's so bad. So I'm grabbing tissues and paper towels and trying to clean everything up so it doesn't look like I just killed someone. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm taking too long. They're going to think something's gone wrong. I was mortified. But I got out there all right. Later, I told a friend in the industry about this and asked her what she does when she's bleeding. She said, what the heck are you talking about with these cups? We just insert a makeup sponge. Bruh. (laughs) What? (laughs) But honestly, has anyone ever thought about this before? Because I never thought about like what women do. Well, women actress do when it's that time of the month. I mean, honestly speaking, I mean, I thought just most of them were on birth control pills just because, you know, they have cream pie scenes and everything like that. But um, don't ask me how I know I researched it, <laughs> but, um, I had to like think to myself, like, yo, what the fuck do they do when it's that time of the month? Because it never really occurred to me at all until after I read this article, you know, like, well, actually, no, no, I take that back. It has occurred to me, but I didn't think like, okay, it wasn't like a thing that I was constantly thinking about, you know? until I read this article and then I was like, Oh, okay. Um, that's really gross. (laughs) I mean, I, I, again, like there's probably some dudes out there that are into getting some jelly on their donut, but I am not one that's like really interested in getting jelly on my donut, you know, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) But pushing forward, she also told me that. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Y'all got to give me a moment. (laughs) I don't know why I find that shit funny. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Jelly on the donut. But anyway, 
She also told me that guys in the industry are usually pretty chill and don't get skeeved out by blood on like a non-industry boyfriend might. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so the next time I was bleeding, I used a sponge and told my scene partner. He just said, don't worry, we'll put you in this position so the cameras won't see any blood. And it was all totally fine. Serves me right for not just asking my friends with the industry experience from the start. That has got to be the most, I want to say, embarrassing moment. I mean, if I was that chick, I would be embarrassed too, honestly. Because it's like, oh shit, I got my period. Oh shit, what the fuck do I do? Do I cancel? Do I, like, I will be her. I will literally be her because I would be so fucking confused on what to do. I I would go in like whole panic mode and knowing how I am, I too would probably be all like, okay, should I ask somebody? Should I not ask somebody? I don't know if I feel comfortable asking, you know, but I mean, let this be a lesson. If you're somebody that's dealing with something that's industry based and only industry based people know how to solve these issues, ask the fucking people in the industry. Like, she had to literally go through a whole fucking Kill Bill scene in the bathroom. <laughs> Just like, and I hope the whole bathroom wasn't white. But knowing most bathrooms, that shit was probably all white and everything. That shit was looking like a fucking scene from American Psycho. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but anyway, we're moving on to our next story. And this one is by... Somebody I kind of know very well, you know, I've, I've been, I've researched, I researched her a couple of times, but, um, this next story comes from Carmela Clutch. All right. And here's how her story goes. When I got on set for a boy girl scene, the other female talent asked if I knew the male talent who was also the director for the shoot. I admitted that I hadn't met him but said that I was a big fan of his work. She said that he was a really freaky and into some nasty shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize the gravity of her words, so I laughed and said, whatever, I'm down for anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're down for anything, all right. Um... Then 15 minutes before the scene started, she downed a bag of kettle corn. The scene started off seamless. I was giving this guy some of the best sloppy toppy head that I had ever given at the point in my career. Then we switched off and the other woman went to work on him. She went deeper and deeper, throwing his entire massive cock until she eventually gagged and came up the entire party size bag of kettle corn that she pounded down earlier. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The guy who was holding the camera panned over to me, smiled and said, your turn unless you want to cut. (laughs) That's a nice fucking question to ask. Well, that's a nice, not even a question, but that's a nice statement to go. Just like, well, it looks like it's your turn. (laughs) Unless you want to (laughs) cut. Oh, my goodness. 
I was eager to prove my sexual prowess, so I only hesitated for a millisecond before I decided to go for it. I was actually excited, but caught completely off guard. That scene came out great. It's one of my nastier fetish videos, but it was definitely one that stand out uh-oh on set months of my career. Three of us still laugh about that moment. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be laughing about that. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I don't know what my reaction would be. Like, guys, what would your reaction be if your girl down a whole fucking bag of kettle corn and she just like, you know, she's throating your dick and whatever, you know, she's throating your, your, your um, miniature golf sized dick and all of a sudden just hacked up a bunch of like kettle corn popcorn on your dick i will be fucking furious <laughs> i'm a i'm a uh i don't know what i would do honestly i'll probably have to like take my dick and just be like yo fuck this shit i'm out of here <laughs> you know like an eminem album and all that you know I'll, well actually context have y'all ever listened to that eminem album the, the marshall mathers lp i know a lot of us have that are like millennials and everything, but the scene that I was kind of referencing is like this this little skit where you just hear some dick sucking, and it's like Eminem is playing his um his gay alter ego character Ken Kniff, and like you know he's just getting his dick sucked by fucking Shaggy and Scooby from Scooby Doo or whatever. Or like Fred from Scooby Doo? No, actually, yeah, it was Fred from Scooby Doo. I don't know why I'm saying Scooby was the one giving him head. That would be fucking weird. <laughs> I don't think Eminem was trying to do no bestiality shit. But um, it was like Fred and um, and um, Fred and Shaggy. So in the middle of it, I mean, all you hear is this dick sucking and all that. And Ken Kniff is like what's my name and you hear it's Eminem <laughs> what's my name Eminem and all you hear is like Eminem oh fuck this I'm taking my dick and get it out of here and you fucking hear Fred go nice going Shaggy <laughs> that, that that little skit lives rip free in my head and that's what that scene would have been like if this bitch would have fucking coughed up kettle corn on my dick Honestly, I'll be like, Ugh, fuck this shit. I'm giving my dick and I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I would have sounded like a fucking country western type nigga and shit like that, you know? Like, I don't know. I just think, I just think, like, there's certain things like we could all be into. And I'm pretty sure, like, everybody has their thing that they're into. But, you know, I don't want a bitch eating like a whole box of like fucking glazed donuts down in that shit sucking my dick and then she coughing up like like double glazed on my dick and shit like that like what the fuck <laughs> like I don't want that shit I don't want no fucking donut crumbs on my dick <laughs> like <laughs> but I'm pretty sure someone out there like hey doom don't knock it until you try it I love that shit <laughs> like <laughs> Like, I have my bitch eat a bag of hot Cheetos before she sucks my dick. Like, that's so gross. <laughs> like, nigga, that's you. I don't know if I want my bitch suck, 
eating some fucking hot Cheetos and then sucking my dick afterwards. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to have to tell this bitch, like, yo, you got to go home. <laughs> She'll probably tell me, but you came to my house. <laughs> like, bitch, I own the house now. Like, <laughs> but anyway, this is the last story. But, um, now I hope you guys are having fun listening to these stories as much as I'm having fun talking about them. Honestly, these stories I thought were very funny. And I thought this would, like, be a good break from, like, the whole tragedies of everyday life and everything like that. So I hope this is like a good transition for y'all. But last one is by Charlotte Stokely. I have never heard of her before, but I saw a picture of her. But this one is very funny. And I really wanted to include this, this story because it relates to our genre. So the story goes, I was filming this final scene of Tara Kemp with Adria Fox. I saw a picture of Adria and I got to say, I, I might have to start doing some research on her. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> we were both in, in a tent and the director told us he'd toss a rock outside to signal us to run out screaming in a panic as a rope attached to the top of the tent flew up into the air behind us. We practiced the scene and it all went well. But instead of throwing a rock during the actual shoot, the director told his production assistant to sneak up behind the tent and shake it Blair Witch style. The PA shook the tent and growled and I let out a deafening scream and ran out and away. Damn, he got me so good. <laughs> Yo, I love that fucking story. That was like the most hilarious story the, for the fact that like this this nigga was like yo so here's what we gonna do you know it'd be funny shake that motherfucker like it's the Blair Witch Project <laughs> like that, you gotta be a fucking evil genius you know here you here you are with the actual shoot having these bitches being complacent and just like okay we're just gonna wait for like this rock to be thrown blah 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 whatever whatever this motherfucker comes out of nowhere, shakes the tent, and it's like, whoa, motherfucker, no. <laughs> they start running out, and I have to say, that probably is the most hilarious thing to see if you were there at the shoot. My thing is, did they keep this shit in the movie? Because I actually want to see this if it does happen in the movie. But anyway, those are the three horror story from adult film actresses we are gonna go ahead and take another break and when we come back we got the slasher corner so be right back back for the slasher corner where we got a must watch horror movie 
of the week and as it is now women's history month or women in horror month the movie that i would like to suggest is the descent i did talk about this earlier and yes this is now the movie that i'm going to suggest for the week so the plot is a caving expedition for a group of friends goes horribly wrong as they become trapped and encounter a strange breed of unexpected predators. Starring Shauna McDonald, Natalie Mendoza, and Alex Reed, you can watch The Descent on Peacock. Okay, <laughs> enough movie man voice, but um, yeah, definitely check out The Descent. I will be checking that out pretty soon. Um, yeah, just because my dumbass didn't even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> watch it completely i should say <laughs> but anyway thank you all for listening to the podcast thank you audience team doom you guys are the real mvp of the show um i love each and every one of you and hope that you guys go ahead and check out the next episode when i come back shouts out to my boys cali the wolf and algorithm c for delivering the beats to this show and if y'all want to follow me on those social medias those social medias are Walter Doom on Instagram, the Walter Doom on TikTok, Walter Doom one on Twitter, Walter Doom on everywhere else involving streaming, and this has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. This is America. Don't let them catch you slipping now. Stay diabolical, people. Peace.